0: The Weather Forecast, brought to you by the Roses Empire, the number one provider of real flower arrangements that last a year.
1: Clear skies, light winds, highs of 27 degrees here in Monaco, along the coast in Nice and Cannes, 28 degrees in Saint-Tropez and the VAR, and this evening going down to 21 degrees with clear skies. The outlook for tomorrow and Thursday, Meteo France has issued a heatwave alert, which will affect much of France from tomorrow. In coastal areas of the VAR and the Almara team, daytime temperatures are expected to be between 32 and 34 degrees, reaching up to 38 degrees inland sea temperature today is 22 degrees the UV level is a high 9 the sun rose here in Monaco at 5.47 and will set this evening at 13 minutes past 9 o'clock. In London today it's sunny with 25 degrees, Dublin has sunny intervals and 17 degrees and Paris has sunshine and 26 degrees The Weather Forecast brought to you
0: by the Roses Empire. Imagine having real flowers that stay fresh for years while being cost effective and eco-friendly. Our Lasting and maintenance-free floral arrangements are the perfect solution for your yacht or villa. Visit us on the rosesempire.com.
1: Seven minutes past seven o'clock, for the full English breakfast on Riviera Radio. Top news story in France this morning is that the French government has called on prefects and school heads uh, to be attentive in the face of the current heat wave. Yes, and good luck to all of those of you that are sitting your baccalaureate exams uh, today. And in sport, France's hopes of retaining the nation's league title are over after a home defeat by Croatia, which means they cannot reach next year's finals. More on those stories coming up at 7.30. And a survey has shown that the swinging 50s, the age when we feel at our sexiest, it's revealed. It's 53. Also, uh, taking a hot shower, getting dressed in the dark, that's me, and leaving your bed unmade. Uh, the nine early morning mistakes that you're making that leave you feeling tired all day. And summer finally arrives, as a Briton could uh, have the warmest June day ever. More on the whole of that coming up in the next three hours. And after 8 o'clock, Hank Potts will be joining me live in the studio uh, to talk business, if you have a question you'd like to put to Hank Potts studio at rivieradio.mc and coming up shortly we'll have this morning's entertainment news it's tuesday uh, so it's uh, top yachts and of course uh, the pop quiz after eight o'clock and the three in a row with a link starting this hour to get you in the mood for a tuesday morning we're only on tuesday oh dear the weekend and sacrifice
2: Always with me The ice inside my face will never be Love
0: Traffic and travel. Brought to you by Monaco-occasions.com.
1: Taking a look at the A8 motorway, it's already busy coming off at Monaco. The tunnel is currently closed. On the region's trains, the 726 Nice to Grasse is running five minutes late, and the fire at 756 at Nice to Grasse was also uh, five minutes late. Uh, there's nothing to report so far this morning at the arrivals or the departures at Nice International Airport 17 minutes past 7 o'clock and it's time for this morning's entertainment news. Actor Kevin Spacey has been charged with four counts of sexual assault against three men uh, according to the Metropolitan Police that confirmed uh, that news on uh, Monday. Uh, the charges follow a review of evidence gathered by the Metropolitan Police. He's been charged with two counts of sexual assault on a man now in his 40s. It was in London back in March of 2005. And Sir Mick Jagger has tested positive for coronavirus, prompting the Rolling Stones to cancel their show in Amsterdam on Monday. The band, which also features guitarist Keith Richards and Ronnie Wood, with Steve Jordan on drums, are on their 60 tour, which consists of 14 shows in 10 countries across Europe. And what day is it today? It's International Bath Day and Pop Goes the Weasel Day. And on this day in 1968, British yachtsman Robin Knox Johnson set out to sail solo around the world. It was on this day in 1976 that former British Prime Minister Harold Wilson received a knighthood. And if it's your birthday today, then you share it with former US President Donald Trump, television personality uh, Paul O'Grady, and singer-songwriter Boy George, who's 61 today, and his birthday quote, the best thing you can do is work on your personality because we're all going to get ugly. Uh, That's this morning's entertainment news. There'll be more at the same time tomorrow morning on the Full English Breakfast well boy George he reached number one on the UK singles chart for two weeks in March 1987 with this it became his first hit and only UK number one as a solo artist everything I own Levitating, her uh, 2020 hits on a uh, Riviera radio. 26 minutes past uh, seven. I don't know about levitating, magical power. Anyone who's trying to get a hold of me, my phone went down the loo yesterday, so I have no telephone. I'm just gonna listen to the music, and I don't know what to do. really. I'm a Franklin, and take a little piece of my heart, taking us up to the news, sport, and weather.
3: Didn't I make you feel? Like you. He-
4: Property services in Monaco, across the Côte d'Azur and the French Alps, contact Savills, local property experts with a truly international reach. Think property, think Savills.
5: The Chateau de Berne promises an extraordinary journey for gourmet lovers. From a gastronomic restaurant to a bistro, the hotel allows guests to discover different culinary experiences. Come and explore the new concept of our restaurant, La Terrasse de Berne. Our chef invites you to enjoy a true moment of friendship and conviviality with our delicious sharing plates. Open every day for lunch. Information and booking online at chateauberne.com.
0: Are you looking for a bank with local expertise? At Crédit Agricole, our teams can provide solutions to local and international clients, wealth management, socially responsible investments, and even a structure dedicated to top executives. From Montant to Saint-Tropez, expertise and proximity can be found at Crédit Agricole professional if you're looking for a location to set up your office then CBRE the world number one company in real estate consulting for business is the solution for rental or sale commercial outlets hotels or restaurants CBRE will help you in every step of your establishment on the French Riviera Find out more at immobilier.cbr.fr/en.
5: In constant search of excellence to provide quality instruments and services, Pianopolis, located in the heart of Nice, is the acoustic and digital piano specialist on the French Riviera, offering the biggest brand names. Find out more at pianopolis.com.
0: For property services in Monaco, across the Côte d'Azur and throughout the French Alps, contact Savills, the local property experts with a truly international reach. Think property,
6: think Savills. The local news brought to you by the Caisse d'Epargne Monaco Business Centre, a banking branch of the Caisse d'Epargne Côte d'Azur, assisting companies and real estate professionals at 27 Boulevard des Moulins in Monaco. Find out more at CECAZ, That's monacocom
1: Good morning, at 7.31. I'm Sarah Lysert reporting. The French government has called on prefects and school heads to be attentive in the face of the current heat wave. Indeed, Météo France has forecast 37 degrees in the shade today in Bordeaux. And on Monday, Marseille beat a 20-year record for this time of year, reaching 36.6 degrees. As baccalaureate exams are due to start today, with further exams on June the 15th and 16th, a France's interior minister has warned that temperatures of up to 40 degrees are expected across France over the coming days. And meanwhile, in other news, nearly 200 hectares have been destroyed in forest fires between Al and Nîmes. Uh, several fires affected nearly 200 hectares of vegetation on Monday with emergency services remaining on site overnight. In gros du a fire broke out at midday at the Espiguet campsite, which extends over 42 hectares and is one of the largest in Europe. Uh, 60 bungalows were destroyed in the blaze and nearly 50 people were evacuated. No injuries were deplored and the cause of the fire is still unknown. French pilots of the British low-cost company EasyJet having a letter to their management warned of the risk of thousands of flight cancellations this summer due to the lack of staff. The pilots are particularly concerned about the lack of staff, mainly among the hostesses and stewards, as well as some captains. There have already been disruptions in certain European airports due to the lack of staff, and while EasyJet continues to operate around 1,700 flights and carries around a quarter of a million customers each day, uh, the current operating environment continues to have an impact, resulting in the cancellation already of a small proportion of flights. The Deputy Director of the Municipal Police of Nice has been placed in police custody, accused of domestic violence. The Acting Deputy Di- Director was placed in police custody on Monday. As suspected of domestic violence, no further details have yet been given. A bouncer has been stabbed in Antibes in the port district. The incident occurred when an individual was refused entry to an establishment. The security guard was stabbed twice and was taken to hospital where he was reportedly in a stable condition. The police have opened an investigation to determine the exact circumstances. Finally, residents of roquefort les have said that they are going crazy after still being without the internet for a week. Uh, last Tuesday, a construction site digger had inadvertently cut orange underground fibre-optic cables, leaving households without a connection. In Valbon and roquefort uh, there are 2,300 households subscribed to orange. Riviera Radio, Sports News. In football, France's hopes of retaining the Nations League title are over after a home defeat by Croatia, which means they cannot reach next year's finals. France lost 1-0 on Monday night. Meanwhile, Australia became the 31st team to book their place at the 2022 World Cup after beating Peru 5-4 on penalties. And this evening, England play Hungary. Here's
7: more football news from BBC Sport. BBC Premier League update from the hope of
5: Premier
7: League. Hello, I'm Paul Serres at the BBC Sports Centre. The English Premier League champions Manchester City have confirmed the signing of Norway's Erling Haaland. The prolific frontman joins from Borussia Dortmund for $62 million, saying he's now in the right place to fulfil his ambitions. With the Premier League runners-up Liverpool set to sign the Uruguayan forward Darwin Nunez from Benfica, two of the highest-rated young goal scorers in the world game will be plying their trade in the English top flight from next season. Tottenham's Harry Kane welcomes the arrival of both players and says the race to be the top scorer next season has just become even tougher.
8: Look, I think the battle for the golden boot is always tough, you know, uh, the Premier League has produced some top strikers uh, around the world for a number number of years now um, and yeah, look, every I think every season I've been playing, it's always been a tough battle to to win that golden boot and it's, it's no different, you know uh, you expect the top strikers to want to wanna play in the Premier League and um, like i say with those two new signings, that's uh, going to be the case, so um, I think it helps, it helps me as a player to have good competition, you know, try me to improve and get better um so for sure yeah i look forward
7: to the challenge Kane was speaking ahead of leading the england team against hungary on tuesday in the nations league two players not in contention for that game are the manchester united pair Jaden sancho and marcus rashford they missed out on this recent squad but england manager gareth southgate says they shouldn't give up aiming for qatar 2022
8: with every player, if they're playing well with their club, then um, then they're going to be in our consideration, simple as that. And um, I think there's there's lots of players who have that ambition of being in the squad for Qatar. Um, we have got that competition and
7: um, it's a great challenge for all of them to look forward to. And for more football news from the BBC, go to bbc.com forward slash football. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football.
5: In cricket,
1: England's second test against New Zealand is set for a classic finish. The home side picked up three wickets late on the fourth day at Trent Bridge. In Formula One, Lewis Hamilton says he will be at the Canadian Grand Prix and wouldn't miss it for the world, despite experiencing pain in Sunday's race. Hamilton had said he was worried about the upcoming race in Montreal, following what he described as the toughest race of his career. Finally in tennis, five-time champion Andy Murray has withdrawn from Queens because of an abdominal strain he picked up in Stuttgart's final on Sunday. Murray had a scan on Monday afternoon in London and has decided to skip Queen's after it was revealed the level of the damage. Murray hopes to be fit enough to play at Wimbledon, which starts on the 27th of June.
6: The Marine Weather Forecast, brought to you by Port Vauban, Europe's largest marina.
1: For coastal areas up to 20 miles offshore, the Outmarrow team and the VAR, the general situation is a depression of 1,015 millibars. Winds are north-easterly, force 2 to 3, the sea is moderate with good visibility. And the barometric pressure for San John Cap Ferrat is 1,015 millibars. For North Corsica, winds are variable, force 2 to 4, the sea is moderate with good visibility. And the barometric pressure for Cap Course is 1,016 millibars. The Marine Weather
6: Forecast, brought to you by Polvo Bar welcoming you all year round whether it's for a short or a long stay or even if you're looking to secure a long-term berth for all yacht sizes up to 160 metres find out more at leportvauban.com
0: The weather forecast is brought to you by Camper and
1: Nicholson's Yacht Management Division Clear skies, light winds, highs of 27 degrees here in Monaco and Nice and Cannes, 28 degrees in Saint-Tropez and the Var, and this evening going down to 21 degrees with clear skies. The outlook for tomorrow and Thursday, it's going to get hotter. Uh, Meteo France has issued a heatwave alert, which will affect much of France from tomorrow. In coastal areas of the Var and the Outer team, the daytime temperatures are expected to be between 32 and 34 degrees, uh, reaching possibly 38 degrees in the Weather
0: Forecast brought to you by Camper and Nicholson's Yacht Management Division. Our qualified team of yacht management experts offer bespoke advice and services to owners and
1: captains alike. Visit camperandnicholsons.com. Finally, up to one in seven people worldwide may have had Lyme disease. That's according to new estimates. For decades, researchers have been clueless as to exactly how widespread the tick-borne illness was. Uh, The new findings could open up avenues to tackle the infection, which can cause sufferers uh, symptoms such as headaches, muscle and joint pain, and fatigue, uh, which can last for years. And do check your dogs. Uh, Lucky you managed to pick up a tick uh, the other day. Uh, so make sure that you t- do check them when you've been out and about because um, uh, it's the time of year and they are rather rampant in the VAR and the team region. You're up to date. The news is available on our website, riviereradio.mc and you can also check out our Facebook page, 106.5 Rivier Radio. Business News with Barclays is up after the farm and Groovy Train on Rivier Radio, the full English breakfast. The second single released by Liverpool-based group The Farm in 1990, taken from their uh, debut album. Uh, 7.43, Business News with Barclays is next, followed by The LBS Report with Tracy Leonetti. Riviera Radio Business News, brought to you by Barclays. In this morning's business news, shares have fallen sharply in Asia and America. On Monday, the Paris Stock Exchange continued to drop to new lows, with the CAC 40 dropping another 2.67%, its biggest drop since May the 9th, after having signed its worst week uh, since the invasion of Ukraine. Uh, since the beginning of the year, the CAC 40 has dropped more than 15%. Uh, the more inflation increases, the more central banks will have to restrict credit, at the risk of further weighing down the economy, already by a geopolitical crisis." Meanwhile, the week started in the red for the main cryptocurrencies, with the price of Bitcoin dropping below $24,000, a level which it hadn't experienced since December 2020. Monday afternoon saw the queen of cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, fall by more than 13% since Sunday. Trading at less than $24,000, the asset has lost 65% of its value compared to its all-time high last November, when it was at $69,000. Elon Musk will speak to Twitter employees on Thursday for the first time since launching his $44 billion bid for the company in April. The multi-billionaire Tesla boss is expected to take questions from Twitter's workers at the meeting. Mr. Musk has warned he may quit the deal if the firm fails to provide data about fake accounts on the platform and Amazon says it will begin delivering parcels to shoppers by drone for the first time later this year pending final approval users in a Californian town of Lockford will be able to sign up to have thousands of goods delivered by air to their homes the shopping giant has promised drone delivery for years but has faced delays and reported uh, setbacks Uh, but it said it planned to roll out the service more widely after uh, using it in Lockford on the foreign exchange One euro is worth one US dollar point zero forty two cents. The British pound is buying one US dollar point twenty one cents. The pound's worth one euro sixteen cents, which means the euro is trading at eighty five point sixty seven pence. The Swiss franc is buying one US dollar point zero thirty eight cents and ninety six point thirty two euro cents. A bitcoin. $21,965.85. Ethereum, $1,139.32. And finally, the commodities. The price of an ounce of gold, $1,824.59. And a barrel of Brent crude, $122.11.
4: Barclays Private Bank brings you Riviera Radio Business News on 106.5 FM. At Barclays, our size is your strength. And we've been using the entire reach of the Barclays Group to bring a global perspective and unique investment opportunities to our clients in Monaco since 1922. To find out more, search Barclays Private Bank or call the Monaco Private Banking Team on 9315 3535.
8: You're now listening to this week's LBS Report by Tracy Leonetti, Paperwork Professional.
9: Moving house is one of the most stressful situations that you can encounter. Make it a move to a different country, with a different language and a different culture, an admin that you just don't understand and bingo, your stress levels are set for record levels. For many there is now the added challenges of visas and healthcare applications, driving license exchanges and so much more. You know, I still remember my first year in France 30 years ago now, can you believe it? It was a mixture of excitement and sheer terror. You know, just going into the supermarket to ask for a slice of ham was way out of my comfort zone. And I still remember now struggling to understand the different documents. So all of this led me to believe that it shouldn't be so difficult. But you know what? It really is. And that is why I created LBS 10 years ago. My name is Tracy Leonetti and in today's LBS report we will take a look at some of the steps you can take to prepare your move to France to avoid the mistakes that I made. What documents do you need and why? It all starts with your paperwork footprints.
8: If you'd like to hear the rest of this LBS report by Tracy Leonetti, paperwork professional, and find out more about how to ensure a smooth transition to France, visit lbsinfrance.com or check out the Riviera Radio podcast page.
2: We talked around and then I loved you to the moon and back again You gave everything This golden glow Now turn off all the stars Cause this I know That it hurts
1: 1983 hit Uptown Girl and congratulations to Craig. You were the first one up this morning with the correct answer. Uh, The question for this morning's pop quiz was which American female singer on this day in 1987 played the first date of her Who's That Girl world tour in Japan. Uh, The tour became the highest grossing tour ever, uh, grossing over $20 million. You all got it right, but Craig was the first one up this morning. There'll be another pop quiz at the same time uh, tomorrow morning on the Full English Breakfast.
0: Traffic and Travel, brought to you by Monaco-Occasions.com.
1: It's not looking terribly clever on the A8 motorway this morning. uh, usual uh, areas of the 44 Antibes uh, Payage is very slow moving in both directions and coming off uh, the A8 motorway into Monaco. uh, The tunnel there is currently closed. Uh, Nothing to report at Nice International Airport and there are no delays or cancellations on the region's trains. Traffic and travel.
0: Brought to you by monaco-occasions.com Offering the largest range of prestigious vehicles in Monaco, with over 200 available used cars.
2: The
1: minutes past 8 o'clock and uh, good morning and welcome to Henk Potts from Barclays. How are you Henk? Good morning, very well thank you.
10: It's lovely to be back in Monaco. Listen, I had a beautiful walk around the port from the Fairmont this morning. I was looking for my old friend Sostelios. We normally have a wander in, this mo- in the mornings but he, he wasn't around unfortunately today but listen I thought Monaco is looking absolutely resplendent isn't it? They, what an amazing job. They've done a casino square. I saw the Hotel de Paris last night. It was looking at Absolutely fabulous. So listen, I think feels really feels like Monaco's in a good place. Sun is shining, the there's, there's summer's here, people are enjoying the yachts and that's what life's about, right? Forget about the turmoil of the global economy and financial markets and worrying about all these things. Life still feels pretty good here.
2: Well,
1: as you just said, the uh, global markets and you're here, uh, obviously, on business for Barclays. Uh,
10: what are you doing? Uh, how long are you here for? What are you doing uh, exactly? today, unfortunately, which right. is the uh, bad news, but our global investment strategy team is in town, so we'll be delivering our mid-year outlet today, so of course taking clients through the journey of that turmoil of uh, the global economy and financial markets, talking about some of the risks and talking about some of the opportunities of which there's quite a lot of both It has to be said, so I think we'll have some lively discussions as we go through the course of the day, but certainly spending time with clients and uh, I'm very much looking forward to that.
1: Well, bearing in mind today I mean the top news story in business was that you know, American and Asian markets are down. What's your economic Outlook for the rest of the year, taking uh, you know on board the current
10: situation. Sure, listen. I think it is a nervous time for investors. There's no doubt about that. And global growth forecasts have been coming down as the year has progressed. Russia's decision to invade Ukraine, of course, has compounded the intensification of COVID restrictions in China, surging price pressures, tightening financial conditions. I was going to say to create almost a perfect storm. I probably exaggerating a little bit, but certainly the accumulation of those dark clouds has encouraged us to reduce our global growth forecasts and perhaps, no surprise, push up our inflation projections. In terms of global growth, we think that will come in somewhere around about 2.9% during the course of this year. Well, that's a significant downgrade, you'll remember, to that 4.4% projection that we proffered back in January. Say, so, no surprise, inflation expectations have been rising. On a global basis, we think that inflation will average 6.4% during the course of this year, but then we think it will ease down during the course of 2023 to average 3.2%. But we still remain constructive around the outlook for the global economy. We think growth will continue to be underpinned by robust labour markets, by excess consumer savings, the recovery that continues to play out in terms of the service sector. We would expect supply chains to gradually improve, commodities to eventually stabilise. And one bright spot is actually business investment. If you look at capital expenditure expectations, still remains very robust. Companies are spending money, they're investing on equipment and machinery in an effort to boost productivity. And we think that will be supportive of economic growth. The other point really, I think, worth noting is, we still think policy makers will have optionality during the course of 2023 particularly if inflation as expected does ease through the course of next year we think that will take some of the intensity out of the hiking narrative that's clearly dominating markets at the moment and has done over the course of the past few months and that i think will give them greater room to maneuver and that will reduce the risk of a policy mistake playing out and perhaps allow them to orchestrate a softer economic landing than many other economists have been suggesting at the moment because they refer to is a a bear market yeah, so what we've seen is, of course, a significant sell-off in terms of equity markets. Yesterday, we saw the S&P 500, I think, was down 3.9%, and NASDAQ was down 4.7%. So, we are in bear market territory, which means the uh, the index has fallen more than 20% compared to the recent peak. So, that is a significant sell-off coming through. That's not to say it's not particularly unusual. You go through periods of time when, of course, this does happen. But there's lots of nervousness out there at the moment. I think investors are in They're nervous around the geopolitical tensions. They're worried, of course, around the surging inflation and the impact that's going to have in terms of policy. But from our perspective, I think there are still reasons to be, I think, optimistic and stay invested in terms of markets. Global growth, we're talking about holding up reasonably okay. Valuations, of course, significantly cheaper today than they've been over the course of the past few months. I think if you look at global equities, they're trading below a 15 times forward price earnings, multiple The 10-year average is 15.4. Remember, they were trading at 20 times back in September of last year. If you look at analysts' expectations, earnings growth still remains very robust. Analysts are anticipating earnings per share growth this year, somewhere around about 11%. Of course, that's continuing to be held up somewhat by energy but putting that to one side you're still seeing strong earnings growth another eight percent as you look through the course of 2023 so corporate earnings still look pretty good so i think there are reasons to be optimistic in terms of not only the economic outlook but what it means in terms of investors
1: because the last time was it not a covid pandemic at the beginning was it when it when it fell by a third i,
10: I think did it the... yeah we saw big falls in terms of equity markets as a in the early days of course of the pandemic but and i think the is a point worth making. We saw a very strong recovery from that as well. And we should remember the global economy and financial markets are incredibly resilient. If you think what we've been through over the past few decades we've been through recessions, we've been through depressions, we've been through world wars we've been through pandemic. Growth is a default setting for the global economy. Risk assets perform well over time but that's an important thing. The time horizon is already always incredibly important when looking at equity markets Investments. You can't look at it over the course of the space of a few months. The reality is, an equity market investment is five years plus.
1: Okay. And, and what impact? I mean, you just mentioned you know the war in Ukraine. What's, what impact has that had on your forecasts?
10: And which regions are the most vulnerable? Well, listen, the war in Ukraine sent a shockwave through the global economy. There's no doubt about that. It's been described as the biggest security issue in Europe since the Second World War. As we know, it has huge ramifications in terms of the global order. From a macroeconomic perspective, of course, Europe continues to be the most vulnerable region. We think it's vulnerable from a multi-channel perspective. That includes, of course, energy markets, but it goes beyond that, includes... um, a policy includes banking, trade. The hardest one probably to gauge is what it's doing in terms of confidence levels. Economists, of course, have been focusing on what it means in terms of energy. Quite rightly so. If you remember back in 2021, Europe imported 155 billion cubic metres of gas from Russia. That equated to around about 40% of its consumption. 25% of its petroleum products also came from Russia. And those Ukrainian pipelines are, are key supply routes. They account for around about So there's obviously valid concerns about damage to infrastructure, but also how much gas will flow through those pipelines, particularly after Russia cut off, as we saw Bulgaria and Poland over the course of the past few weeks. And alongside that, or on the other side of the equation... You've got European policymakers pushing for an embargo on Russian oil, a phased embargo perhaps over the course of the next six months. And we know that persistently high commodity prices has a significant impact in terms of industrial production, household disposable income and eventually in terms of corporate profitability. And The other area to focus on beyond energy of course is soft commodities. Now we know that Russia and Ukraine produce vast quantities of wheat, of sunflower oil, of, of corn in fact Between them, they account for about 10% of globally traded calories. And Russia is also the world's largest producer of fertilisers, whether that's potash or nitrogen fertilisers, that allow farmers around the world to improve their yields. So you see disruption in those areas, of course, having a significant impact, as we've been talking about, in terms of inflation projections, but it goes beyond that. It's about food security, and it's about social stability, particularly in terms of the developed world.
1: And is there any hope that price pressures will maybe moderate over over the next year?
10: We do think that will be the case. Remember, we've been saying this, central bankers have been saying this for some time to come. It hasn't come to fruition, it has to be said. But there are a number of factors to believe that will be the case, partly due to technical factors, partly due to base effects. But I think if you look at the level of spare capacity in many economies, it still remains high today compared to where we were before the recession. Supply chains, we think, will improve as companies overcome logistical constraints and capacity increases. I suppose the capital caveat to that is what's taking place in China as they continue to pursue that zero COVID strategy. We think participation rates in labour markets will improve. The medical outlook is looking an awful lot better today. Furlough programmes have finished those extended unemployment benefits during the course of the pandemic have been scaled back. Schools have reopened and that's allowed parents to go back to work. So we think that will slowly improve and that will take some of the heat out of wage inflation. But also think about the shape of the recovery. We know the recovery's very much been focused on goods. We've already started to see it, but we think it will continue that rebalancing in terms of services, and that'll take some of the pressure off goods. And then there's the structural, the technology technology investment that's been taking place during the course of the pandemic, digitalization of the economies, we think that will keep price pressures muted in the future. So where are we in terms of inflation today? I think inflation will peak over the course of the coming months. In saying that, inflation is still likely to be above the target level in many of the key regions, and that's likely to keep some of the pressure, some of the pressure on central bankers.
1: OK, but uh, in your view on the US economy and what we can expect from the Federal Reserve, uh- because at the moment, like, the dollar is surging. How, how can that be, that the dollar is surging and, and the Federal Reserve, how, 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 how it's going to affect maybe imports sure. and exports, and also whether you're moving with interest rates going up, do you shift money from lower to higher places sure, for better interest rates? It's
10: a real interesting debate taking place, I think, in terms of that. If you look at foreign exchange markets to pick up on that point, I think they're currently being driven by risk aversion, but they're also being driven, of course, by interest rate predictions, growth rate projections. With an overlay of investment flows, now clearly that's positive for the US dollar. US dollar has been very strong. The dollar index, I think, has been trading its highest level in 20 years over the course of the past couple of weeks. It's up around about nine percent year to date, and we think the dollar will continue to be strong. I think during the course of this year, as those conditions continue to play out, in the medium term there is room for dollar depreciation. One would expect from these levels. You could argue the dollar is starting to look over. Overvalued. Markets are probably fully priced in the full range of the Fed hiking cycle. We can, we can come on to that. And there will be a narrowing in terms of that economic outperformance that you see from the United States. Was will eventually put pressure on the dollar as some of those risk elements start to stabilise. On the other side of the trade, of course, you've got the likes of the euro. The euro, of course, has been struggling, as we've been talking about, as the war continues to overhang uh, the growth prospects, I think, in Europe. We've seen a reticent to recently from the European Central Bank to talk about normalising policy. Of course, we're now moving into that area. We've seen a dramatic change from the ECB over the course of the past couple of weeks as they now start to embark on taking rates positive, we think, over the course of the next few months. That should be positive, one suspects, for the euro. Sterling, we think, will um, continue to benefit from higher rates. We expect further rate hikes Bank of to height rates actually on Thursday, another one in, uh, in August, taking rates up to 1.5%. And strong demand for UK assets will be positive, I think, for sterling as well. But then we see a deterioration in terms of the UK's growth prospects. That I think will keep some of, um, some of those gains perhaps a little bit capped. In terms of our official forecast, I think at the end of the first quarter of next year, we've got euro dollar at 110. have got pound against the dollar, 126. twenty have got uh, euro sterling at 0.87.
1: And one last question before we just take a break for the news, uh, talking about the US economy, how concerned are you about the slowdown in
10: China? I think we are concerned about the slowdown in China. It's been a dramatic uh, reduction in terms of the China's growth profile. If you look at the first quarter, it seems some time ago now, but growth was 4.8%. That's significantly weaker than the 18%, of course, that was recorded in the first quarter of 2021. Of course, that's when the recovery phase was continued to play out. The slowdown in China, of course, has been driven by its pursuit of its zero COVID strategy, the slump that we've seen in terms of the property market and, of course, the impact of the regulatory crackdown that's been taking place, particularly in terms of the technology sector. What we do know is this pursuit of zero COVID has come at an economic cost. We get further figures from China tomorrow, but if you look back at April, retail sales slumped 11%. Unemployment's been rising in China, now up to 6.1%, which is the highest that we've seen since May 2020. So we think it's going to be tough for China. China doesn't have the same inflation problem that you see elsewhere, and that's allowed policymakers to reduce rates, to reduce the reserve requirement ratios to relax some of the credit policies as well. And that will help, I think, to stimulate growth. China's got an official growth target of 5.5% during the course of this year. We don't think we'll get anywhere near to that. We think something closer to 3.3% is more likely. Remember, China's the world's second largest economy, but it's also very important in terms of supply chains. And that's part of the reason why we've downgraded our, our global growth forecast for this year.
1: Hank Potts from Barclays. Uh, News, sport, and weather is next, and then we'll uh, go back to talk to Hank.
4: Barclays Private Bank brings you Riviera Radio Business News on one hundred six point five FM. At Barclays, our size is your strength, and we've been using the entire reach of the Barclays Group to bring a global perspective and unique investment opportunities to our clients in Monaco since nineteen twenty two. To find out more. Search Barclays Private Bank or call the Monaco Private Banking Team on 9315-3535. 5 3 5 3 5.
8: Are you concerned about your unavoidable carbon footprint? Yacht Carbon Offset provides an effective service to counteract its impact. We calculate your greenhouse gas emissions and offset them tonne for tonne using high-quality carbon reduction projects. Our pay-as-you-go service is immediate and transparent with process certification from Lloyd's Register Quality Assurance. For less than €4 Euro centime per litre of fuel, the cost is modest. The benefit is clear. Start today at yachtcarbonoffset.com. The Chateau de Bern
5: promises a an extraordinary journey for gourmet lovers. From a gastronomic restaurant to a bistro, the hotel allows guests to discover different culinary experiences. Come and explore the new concept of our restaurant La Terrasse de Berne. Our chef invites you to enjoy a true moment of friendship and conviviality with our delicious sharing plates. Open every day for lunch. Information and booking online at chateauberne.com.
0: Vous recherchez une banque de proximité qui accompagne ses clients résidents et internationaux avec des solutions sur mesure Au Crédit Agricole, nous mettons toute notre expertise au service de vos projets. Gestion patrimoniale, investissement socialement responsable et une structure dédiée aux dirigeants d'entreprise. De Menton à Saint-Tropez, le Crédit Agricole Banque Privée vous apporte expertise et proximité.
4: Every Wednesday, Cap Tramille Shopping Centre brings you the best of the Riviera. Tune in to discover all things Côte d'Azur and enjoy a fantastic shopping experience at Cap Tramille. Shop. Food. Fun. Enjoy. If you're
5: looking for a mattress, a bed frame or a sofa, discover the biggest brand names at Lille de France Cap and Lille de France Mougin. Lille de France. Sleep like you've always dreamed of. See you soon at LilleDeFrance.com New
0: Home is a real estate specialist in property sales in the VAR and along the French Riviera offering a strong focus on the Dutch, Belgian and Northern European markets.
6: Visit new-home.fr New Home. New Makler in for and on the Cote d'Azur, local news brought to you by the Caisse d'Epargne Monaco Business Center, a banking branch of the Caisse d'Epargne Cote d'Azur, assisting companies and real estate professionals at 27 Boulevard des Moulins in Monaco. Find out more at CECAS, that's cecaz-monaco.com.
1: Good morning. It's 8:30. I am Sarah Lysert reporting. The French government has called on prefects and school heads to be attentive in the face of the current heat wave. Indeed, Météo France has forecast 37 degrees in the shade today in Bordeaux, and on Monday, Marseille beat a 20-year record for this time of year, reaching 36.6 degrees. As baccalaureate exams are due to start today, with further exams on June the 15th and 16th, France's interior minister has warned that temperatures of up to 40 degrees are expected across France over the coming days. Meanwhile, nearly 200 hectares have been destroyed in forest fires between Arles and Nîmes. Uh, several fires affected nearly 200 hectares of vegetation on Monday, with emergency services remaining on site overnight. A campsite uh, was, had 60 bungalows were destroyed in the blaze and nearly 50 people were evacuated uh, from the campsite. No injuries were deplored and the cause of the fire is still unknown. French pilots of the British low-cost company EasyJet have in a letter to their management warned of the risk of thousands of flight cancellations this summer That's due to the lack of staff. The pilots are particularly concerned about the lack of staff, mainly among the hostesses and stewards, in certain and in certain cases, captains. There have already been disruptions in certain European airports due to lack of staff, and while EasyJet continues to operate around 1,700 flights and carries around a quarter of a million customers each day. Uh, The current operating environment uh, continues to have an impact on flights. The deputy director of the Municipal Police in Nice has been placed in police custody, accused of domestic violence. Uh, The acting deputy was placed in police custody on Monday, suspected of domestic violence. No further details have yet been given. A bouncer has been stabbed in team in the port district. The incident occurred when an individual was refused entry to an establishment. The security guard was stabbed twice and was taken to hospital where he was reportedly in a stable condition. And police have opened an investigation to determine the exact circumstances. Finally, residents in roquefort les have said they are going crazy after still being without the internet for a week. It was last Tuesday a construction site digger had inadvertently cut Orange's underground fibre-optic cables and leaving households without a connection. In Valbonne and roquefort les there are 2,600 households subscribed to Orange. Riviera Radio Business News, brought to you by Barclays. In this morning's business news, shares have fallen sharply in Asia and America. On Monday, the Paris Stock Exchange continued to drop to new lows, with the Cat 40 dropping another 2.67%. That's its biggest drop since May the 9th, after having signed its worst week since the invasion of Ukraine. Since the beginning of the year, the Cat 40 has dropped more than 15%. The more inflation increases, the more central banks will have to restrict credit, at the risk of further weighing down the economy, already threatened by a geopolitical crisis. Meanwhile, the week started in the red for the main cryptocurrencies, with the price of Bitcoin dropping below $24,000, rather a level which it hadn't experienced since December 2020. And Elon Musk will speak to Twitter employees on Thursday for the first time since launching his $44 billion bid for the company back in April. The multi-billionaire Tesla boss is expected to take questions from Twitter's workers at the meeting. Mr. Musk has warned he may quit the deal if the firm fails to provide data about fake accounts on the platform.
4: Barclays Private Bank brings you Riviera Radio Business News on 106.5 FM. At Barclays In football, France's hopes of retaining the Nations
1: League title are over after a home defeat by Croatia, which means they cannot reach next year's finals. France lost 1-0 on Monday night. Meanwhile, Australia became the 31st team to book their place at the 2022 World Cup after beating Peru 5-4 on penalties. And this evening, England will play Hungary. In cricket, England's second test against New Zealand is set for a classic finish. The home side picked up three wickets late on the fourth day. At Trent Bridge, and in Formula One, Lewis Hamilton says he will be at the Canadian Grand Prix and wouldn't miss it for the world, despite experiencing pain in Sunday's race. Finally, in tennis, five-time champion Andy Murray has withdrawn from Queens because of an abdominal strain, which he picked up in the Stuttgart final on Sunday. The marine weather forecast brought
6: to you by Port Vauban, Europe's largest marina.
1: For coastal areas up to 20 miles offshore, the Outmar team and the Var. The general situation is a depression of 1,015 millibars. Winds are north-easterly, force 2 to 3. The sea is moderate with good visibility. And the barometric pressure for St Cap Capfra is 1,015 millibars. For North Corsica, winds are variable, force 2 to 4. The sea is moderate with good visibility. And the barometric pressure for Cap Course is 1,016 millibars. The Marine Weather Forecast,
6: brought to you by Paul Volbar. Welcoming you all year round, whether it's for a short or a long stay or even if you're looking to secure a long-term berth for all yacht sizes up to 160 meters. Find out more at leportvobon.com.
4: Because in today's climate, you need the right information from a trusted source. The weather forecast is brought to you by Nice Properties, your real estate partner on the French Riviera.
1: Clear skies, light winds, highs of 27 degrees in Monaco, Nice and Cannes, 28 degrees in Saint-Tropez and Var, and this evening going down to 21 degrees with clear skies. The weather
4: forecast brought to you by Nice Properties. Four agencies from Cannes to Beausoleil, and 25 collaborators to help you purchase or sell a quality property on the French Riviera. Visit nice-properties.com.
1: Finally, get to the age of 53, and some of us might think we're past our prime. But researchers have said that the actual age, when we feel at our sexiest, is 53. A 4 in 10 of 53-year-olds said they were more comfortable in their own skin and confident about their looks than ever before, according to the recent survey. You're up to date. The news is available on our website, riviereradio.mc, and you can check out our Facebook page, 106.5 uh, Riviera Radio. Well, you're not
10: even there yet, are you, Hank? Morning, Hank. <laughs> Looking forward to the next few years. I'm 48, so I've still got some fantastic years ahead of me. Just as I was thinking everything was in decline, happy days will be amongst us once again.
1: They certainly will be. Uh, Hank Box is with me this morning uh, from Barclays in Monaco for a few days, busy, well, one day, uh, in and out as usual. Uh, we left on the slowdown in China. Uh, moving on to, to Europe, do you think there will be a recession in Europe? What do you think the chances are?
10: Well, listen, I think hopes of a vigorous recovery in Europe at the start of the year have clearly been ruined, as we've been talking about, by the ramifications of the war in Ukraine. The supply bottlenecks from China have obviously been impacting the uh, European manufacturing sector. We know that record inflation has also been having an impact in terms of household demand. So you put that through, and I think there is real risk of a technical recession in Europe, I think, at the turn of the year. We've certainly reduced our growth forecast for 2023, looking at rather anemic economic growth just half of 1% coming through. Inflation obviously a problem in the Eurozone it reached a record high of 8.1% in April. It's been driven up by higher food and fuel prices amongst other things of course and we think that uh, inflation will continue to rise over the course of the next few months. In fact we only tentatively think that inflation in the Eurozone will peak around about 8.5% so despite the fact that we've got weakening economic conditions, the European Central Bank have decided or certainly signaled that the era of negative interest rates will come to an end over the course of the next few months. So they've certainly signaled their they'll hike rates by a quarter of 1% in the July meeting. They've also unusually pre-committed to hiking interest rates, of course, in September by at least 25 base points. We think it's likely probably to be higher than that, maybe half of 1%. We've also got a further quarter of 1% penciled into October. So where does that take us? Well, that gets you to to the deposit rate a half of 1% uh, by the time that we get through the October meeting. Unlike probably many of the other market participants we think the European Central Bank will pause at that point given our weaker growth forecast, given the fact that inflation should start to be easing back after that point. We think that uh, that will be enough in terms of uh, the path of policy for the European Central Bank. But still very much determining, determined by um, what happens in terms of inflation. If inflation continues to spike Out of control. If there's a de-anchoring of inflation expectations, if there's a wage spiral that plays out, that'll put more pressure. One would suspect on the central bank and have more an impact in terms of that growth forecast.
1: And how much does the politics affect
10: the markets, like what's going on in the
1: UK uh, with the current prime minister? And here in France, you know, they're voting the second round of the parliamentary elections. Uh, there's talk that if, if the left side, if it was Prime Minister uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon, uh, you know, he's very far left. Uh, just on a... Po- I, I have no idea, but how would changes in a political uh, setup? affect the markets does it happen immediately
10: or does it 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 can have an impact and markets tend to look forward and they tend to price these things in so if we were to see a change it's not necessarily the, the the people it's really around the policies of course now if you were to see a more expansive fiscal policy coming through that may be good news in trying to promote growth but it does have implications in terms of inflation projections and therefore puts more pressure in terms of central bankers so i think economists are constantly reviewing the political environment trying to understand the direction in terms of policy, more the impact it's going to have on terms of those fundamentals, what that means in terms of monetary policy, and then, of course, the corresponding impact in terms of market conditions.
1: And the UK economy appears to be facing a number of headwinds and are, are these enough to stop the recovery do you
10: think? Well listen I think the UK was a really strong performer during the course of the recovery phase. Remember it led the developed world during the course of 2021 with growth of more than 7%. As we've seen recently from the data that the UK economy has been stalling and we think that will continue to be the case over the course of the next 18 months. The UK economy faces up to higher levels of inflation, higher interest rates, tight Markets. I see unemployment data coming in this morning. shows UK unemployment at 3.8%, which is obviously very low. But it's really the vacancy rates that continues to be a problem in the UK. There's 1.3 million jobs that are available that can't be filled, and that poses a problem in terms of the growth profiles. So partly that is a reflection in terms of Brexit conditions, but we see tight labour markets elsewhere in the world. It has to be said. But also you've got this rapidly increasing tax burden playing out in terms of the UK. So the government's already announced or uh, enacted increases in terms of the corporation tax, the dividend tax, national insurance contributions, the freezing of tax thresholds for higher taxpayers as well. You put that all together and what does it tell you? It, well, it tells you that uh, that uh, the tax burden in the UK rises from 33% of GDP in 2019, 2020 up to around about 36% of GDP by the time that we get to 2017. 2018. Now, to put that in some sort of context for you, that's the highest rates that we've seen since the 1940s. If you listen to the Office for Budget Responsibility, they talk about real incomes in the UK falling by 2.2 percentage points during the course of this year. Now, that's the biggest fall that we've seen since records began back in 1956. So we hear these headlines around the cost of living crisis that's playing out in the UK. And There's some very clear examples about what that means in in terms of reality. So in terms of inflation in the UK, of course, hit 9%, of course, in April. Um, we think it will continue to rise, particularly when you take into account the off-gem price increases in terms of the energy caps. We've got a 10% around October. We don't think we'll live with double-digit inflation for too long. We think that'll be a spike and it will start to ease back. Perhaps more importantly than that, we do have UK inflation above the 2% target all the way throughout our forecast horizon out to 2025 and that'll keep some of the pressure we think on the bank. Thing. And so as I said before, we expect a hike on Thursday another one in August, taking UK rates to 1.5%. But, but then some of that growth profile starts to falter and we think that will eventually take some of the wind out of the tightening sails in terms of of UK policy. But I think a a rough ride for, for, for the UK economy over the course of the next year and a half.
1: How should maybe investors be positioned for the rest of this year and into 2023?
10: Yeah, it's a good question. We're talking about what a nervous time it is for investors. And I think at this point, it's really uh, serious to be focusing on some of the fundamental principles around investing about number one. I think we have three clear messages. Number one, being the importance of being and staying invested. We know that housing and outside cash position comes at a cost, particularly when inflation is high, but also, of course, in terms of foregone returns. Every year, Barclays produces an equity gilt study and it shows you the performance of asset classes over a prolonged period of time. The data actually goes back to 1899. And what that data shows you, if you were to invest £100 in cash back then, in nominal terms, it'd be worth £21,000 today. If you invest that money in government bonds, i.e. gilt, it'd be worth around about £47,000 today. If you'd invest that money in the stock market, reinvesting the dividends perhaps all good investors should. Do you know how much it'd be worth? <laughs> I know, I should have done it in 18. <laughs> 2.9 million no. pounds, significant outperformance. I spend a lot of time saying this to clients. They say, Hank, that's wonderful. The only problem is I don't have a 130-year time horizon. But interestingly enough, if you break down the data, what it also shows you is in any two-year period, the chance of equity outperforming cash is 69%. If you take it up to 10 years, the chances of outperforming is 91%. So it's an important message around Time in the market rather than trying to time the market. Being and staying invested, I think, is incredibly important. Listen, I said it's a nervous time for investors. We looked at the major conflicts going back to, I think it was Pearl Harbor, actually, and the performance of stock markets after that. If you look at the S&P 500, I think six months after the start of a conflict, it was up around about 5.5%. Twelve months afterwards, it was up around about 8.6%. So a reminder, I say, financial markets are incredibly resilient. So, number one, being staying invested incredibly important I think active is far more important at the moment you've got to be investing in uh, companies that have specific characteristics we continue to focus on quality growth and companies with pricing power what does quality growth mean? it means companies that have got fortress balance sheets some companies that have conservative capital structures but it goes beyond that for us. It's about companies that are cash-generating businesses, but able to reinvest that cash back into the business, generate the same level of return. So I think active is far more important. And the third message, and it continues to be important, is around diversification. The best way to navigate political and economic uncertainty is through a fully diversified portfolio. So that's diversified across geographical regions. It's diversified across asset classes as well. But we should also, I think, remember that we're probably like to see more muted returns from public markets in the future compared to what we've seen in the past. So it's also about broadening your investment horizons. It's about having a partner that can offer you opportunities in terms of private assets, to offer you opportunities in terms of hedge funds with uncorrelated investment strategies. That's how you're going to boost your returns. That's how I think you're going to navigate through some of this political and economic uncertainty. To look at it long term. Long term is really, really important. Mm particularly when it comes to equity market investment. So, of course, you need liquidity there to meet your day-to-day responsibilities. Most people, in reality, probably the biggest challenge we have with clients is how much cash that they own, quite frankly, because they hoard huge amounts of cash that they clearly won't need in next two, three, five, ten years, quite frankly, and that money should be invested, particularly of course when inflation is high. But what you don't want to be, of course, is a force seller in terms of equity markets, because we've seen over the course of the past few months, they can be quite violent at times. They can... Uh, sell off quite aggressively but that's only important to you if you're forced to sell out at that point point. and the outlook for FX markets yeah we've mentioned a little bit around foreign exchange markets already, that dollar strength coming through I think will continue to be the theme during the course of this year but then we start to say as I've been talking about some depreciation in terms of the dollar as we start to see conditions normalise and an equalising of such economic and uh, monetary policy, policy conditions elsewhere
1: and uh, run out of time already. But last question, we'll just end on this, Hank. It's been a rough ride for
10: cryptocurrencies. Um, is now the time to invest? Oh, dear me. Well, I think it's been an interesting ride. I mean, you talk about the volatility we've seen in equity markets. That compares nothing to uh, to the cryptocurrency space. And Bitcoin, of course, is the classic example. Remember, Bitcoin was around eighty-seven thousand dollars. Sorry, $67,000 back in November of last year. I look at the prices on the screen today, it's closer to $22,000, which I think it's interesting because lots of people that were promoting Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies were saying, listen, it's a hedge against inflation. It's a portfolio diversifier. It's the one way in which Russia will be able to overcome some of the sanctions. Well, if that is the case, when surely these cryptocurrencies should be absolutely booming rather than sinking, I think, at the moment. Listen, you'll know that we've been cautious around cryptocurrencies for a long time. It's a currency. It's not backed by an economy. It's not regulated by a central bank. It's... um, not proved to be a reliable store of value is certainly limited in terms of a medium exchange for where you can spend it as an investment well remember it doesn't generate any cash flows it doesn't pay a coupon it doesn't pay a dividend so it's incredibly difficult to value people talk about gold as being similar to that but gold does have an alternative use half of gold is used for jewelry for example it's used in the technology sector Alongside that, I think our concerns around cryptocurrency is the outsized volatility, the lack of transparency, the lack of security. We've seen lots of digital wallets that have been hacked in the past it's been almost impossible for people to get the, to get their money back. What we do believe in, and I'll finish on this point, is we do believe in blockchain, which is the underlying technology. We think that is the industry standard for supply chains, for uh, data keeping, for third-party transactions. And I think investing in companies, that are developing and using that is a much better, much uh, safer way to be placing your money rather than putting it into cryptocurrencies.
1: Okay. We'll end on that. I feel exhausted. I won't be able to do
10: the client
1: meetings now. Oh, aren't you going for lunch in the sun now?
10: (laughs) I'll walk back through the port and uh, maybe grab a few rays before uh, hitting the office. Hank
1: Potts from Barclays, thanks for coming in, Hank. And we'll speak to you. You'll be back in London tomorrow morning. uh, I'll be in Geneva tomorrow, but I'll
10: be with you back later in the week.
1: Okay. Hank Potts from Barclays, thank you. Pleasure. given half a chance. Bucks, Fizz and their number one UK hit in 1982. wraps up the three in a row with a link. Before that uh, we had Wax and Building a Bridge to Your Heart, their 1987 number 12 UK single. And we kicked it off this morning with Unit 4 plus 2, Concrete and Clay which was the number one in the UK in 1965. And Edward uh, was the one with the correct answer, the first one up this morning. It was all about building. Yes, we had Concrete and clay, a building a bridge to your heart and land of make-believe, building things. Congratulations to Edward. We'll have another three in a row with a link tomorrow morning at the same time. Traffic and
0: travel. Brought to you by Monaco-Occasions.com.
1: A8 motorway slow moving after the exit 52 Nice St Isidore. They're saying to allow an extra 10 minutes there to get through that traffic. Also heading towards Italy 44 Antibes at the Antibes uh, Payage. Allow an extra 25 minutes there. Uh, Taking a look at the trains, nothing to report on the trains uh, so far this morning. And there are no delays or cancellations on the arrivals or the departures at Nice International Airport
8: You're now listening to this week's LBS Report by Tracy Leonetti, Paperwork Professional.
9: Moving house is one of the most stressful situations that you can encounter. Make it a move to a different country with a different language and a different culture, an admin that you just don't understand. And bingo, your stress levels are set for record levels. For many, there is now the added challenges of visas and healthcare applications, driving license exchanges and so much more. You know, I still remember my first year in France 30 years ago now, can you believe it? It was a mixture of excitement and sheer terror. You know, just going into the supermarket to ask for a slice of ham was way out of my comfort zone. And I still remember now struggling to understand the different documents. So all of this led me to believe that it shouldn't be so difficult, but you know what, it really is and that is why I created LBS 10 years ago. My name is Tracy Leonetti and in today's LBS report we will take a look at some of the steps you can take to prepare your move to France to avoid the mistakes that I made. What documents do you need and why? It all starts with your paperwork footprints.
8: If you'd like to hear the rest of this LBS report by Tracy Leonetti, paperwork professional, and find out more about how to ensure a smooth transition to France, visit lbsinfrance.com or check out the Riviera Radio podcast page.
1: 25 minutes past 9 o'clock. It's the full English breakfast on Riviera Radio. All the news, sport and weather is coming up uh, shortly. And we'll have the top yachts and then the international news headlines at 10 o'clock. But very good morning to Stuart in Sunny L'Ecole. Uh, you did ask for uh, earlier on for an earworm song, which I've been unable to get my hands on, so this is the best I could do. It's not the right song, but it is the right artist.
4: I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movies, and I'm not proud of my address. In a torn up town, no postcode envy, but every song's like gold teeth, grey
1: Finally, people who feel tired all day despite heading to bed early and getting a solid eight hours could be undoing all their good work with bad morning habits. According to sleep scientists, there are nine of very common bad habits which are almost guaranteed to make you feel tired all day and they all happen during the first hour of your day. From having a hot morning shower to getting dressed in the dark. I have to get dressed in the dark otherwise I wake Lucky and Charlotte up. And most people are guilty of at least one one of these bad habits. And according to the team, uh, people are guilty of more than one of the bad habits and are more likely to complain of feeling tired during their working day. Uh, So hitting the snooze button is something most people are guilty of. And according to the experts, this should always be avoided. Uh, Checking your phone, you should never check your phone right after opening your eyes. Uh, forgetting to stretch yes you should do that first thing is to stretch when you wake up Uh, leaving your bed unmade researchers believe developing positive habits like making your bed in the morning is linked to higher productivity during the day and uh, taking a hot shower hot showers are very beneficial but sleep experts recommend you leave the ritual for the evening because it helps you feel a cozy and it brings on sleep Uh, getting ready in the dark many people like to wake up slowly in the morning and get dressed in in the dark or dim lights but this has a counterproductive according it's counterproductive according to the experts the longer you keep yourself from the light the longer you will feel sleepy and drinking coffee immediately. Uh, Drinking coffee first thing in the morning can make you feel exhausted uh, for the rest of the day. Uh, Not eating a healthy breakfast, well that's obvious, and brushing your teeth after breakfast. Uh, So what should you be doing? Well, you should of course be sticking to regular sleep patterns, staying in bed for no more than eight and a half hours, relaxing before bed, creating a comfortable environment and not using electronics in your bedroom, avoiding naps during the day. Well, crikey, that means I have to just keep going if I don't have a nap. I do sometimes feel worse if I have a nap. Avoiding looking at the time if you can't sleep. Avoiding alcohol, uh, caffeine and cigarettes. And, um, yeah, you should be all right. You're up to date. Talking of mistakes, here's Jonas Blue and Paloma Faith and Mistakes.
3: When will I learn to stop me making the same mistakes again, same mistakes again for you? When will I learn to lock my heart so it doesn't break again, no, doesn't break again two. I should have known, should have known by now, that I was always gonna come back around. Back in the day, you know you let me down, thought maybe I finally figured you out.
1: Then taking a look at the international news headlines uh, The UK reveals plans to Ditch parts of EU Brexit deal uh, Plans to ditch parts of the Northern Ireland Protocol are published Amid a warning uh, from the EU uh, Meanwhile Trump Slams capital riot investigation uh, Calling it a kangaroo court And uh, how to murder Your husband writer has been Jailed for life The romance novelist once wrote that anyone Could commit a murder when pushed Far enough
0: The Weather Forecast, brought to you by the Roses Empire, the number one provider of real flower arrangements that last a year.
1: Clear skies, light winds, highs of 27 degrees in Monaco, Nice and Cannes, 28 degrees in saint pe and Navarre, this evening going down to 21 degrees with clear skies, and yes, the outlook for tomorrow is going to get hotter. They're saying temperatures should peak on Wednesday Thursday, with temperatures being between 32 and 34 along the coast, and possibly reaching 38 degrees inland. The Weather Forecast, brought to
0: you by the Roses Empire. Imagine having real flowers that stay fresh for years, while being cost-effective and eco-friendly. Our long-lasting and maintenance-free floral arrangements are the perfect solution for your yacht or villa. Visit us on the rosesempire.com.
1: Thank you for listening. That's it for this morning's Full English Breakfast on Riviera Radio. I'll be back tomorrow morning doing it all over again from 7 o'clock. Do you hope you can join me? Uh, the news is available on our website rivierradio.mc and you can check out our Facebook page 106.5 Riviera Radio. Good luck if you're sitting your baccalaureate exam either today or tomorrow. Uh, Charlotte, it will be tomorrow. It's philosophy. Uh, so um, hopefully fingers crossed and then some of you have them again next week. I think Charlotte has the Grande Oral, uh, So best of Luck with your baccalaureate, and uh, I'll speak to you tomorrow. <laughs> and I'll leave you with the soup dragons, and I'm free. <laughs> Don't be Don't afraid of your freedom. Afraid? I'm terrified. Bye. Free now.